Hi everyone, I'm Greg Lambert, and this is the In Seclusion podcast miniseries. Today's guest flew back to the U.S. just in time to avoid the travel ban on March 11th. And then she immediately began preparation and action to move employees from across the world to work from home. In the more than two months since this time, she has focused on interacting with her fellow workers, customers, and the legal community through virtual conferences and even daily TV-style presentations. Well, Sherry, thank you very much for taking some time to talk with me today. Well, thank you, Greg, for having me. I, uh, I first met you through your podcast, and it's been fantastic. So, privileged to be here. We've come full circle. We'll just shut yep. it down here. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry Keppel is technology evangelist, change champion, and innovator at Latera, based in Chicago. So thinking back now, when you saw the pandemic was going to be a major thing, it was going to shut down offices and work, how did you and your staff prepare for the pandemic? So I was slightly disconnected at the time. I mean, to some degree. In that my husband and I feel really sorry for us. We were in the Maldives Mm. in the middle of the Indian Ocean. And we were basically on one hand taking advantage of the pandemic unknowingly. We ended up at a, a place where no one could travel there from, you know, the east Far East. So we had 35% occupancy. So we literally had the place to ourselves. So what we were doing was we were there for what, 12, 13 days. And we kept seeing all of the news reports from back home. And we knew that it was not going well. Yeah. Was this late? Was this late February? It was actually late February. We returned on March 10th. Wow. So we got back March 10th. And what ended up happening was, of course, as we were coming back home, the planes were getting fuller. We had multiple flights we had to take and the planes were getting fuller because all of these people were sort of exiting back to home Mm -hmm. to the extent that one of my like vivid moments in this whole thing, aside from being grilled by airline uh, security folks about have you been to these countries, et cetera, et cetera, was being on the air in the airline within about an hour of landing. And we were all sprayed, like, Mm. like sprayed with some sort of, I don't know, disinfectant or something. It was just the weirdest, weirdest thing ever. And then we get, you know, home and we got home completely fine. We were safe through the whole entire thing. And then I'm not kidding you. It was like 48 hours. What we came home to and what actually transpired in those two days, it was very, very kind of surreal. I I mean, first of all, think of the Maldives in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Okay. And then think of, of just all of a sudden, it's not the world that you were in before. So from our Latera point of view, I want to say one of my first uh, all hands meetings was attending one where we talked about the closure of our offices all across the world. And literally I had just gotten home. (laughs) And then the uh, other thing is that my colleague and I, we on, was it March 12th, on March 12th, we delivered a CLE credit course to a, a law firm in downtown Chicago. And of course, we were going to have all the lawyers in these fantastic conference rooms with fantastic hospitality and everything. And lo and behold, Greg, they weren't allowed to be in the room with us. Hmm. 
And so we had to, we literally, we delivered a completely virtual remote CLE credit course while all the lawyers were sitting in their offices in that same building, my colleague in Boston, me in Chicago. And we were in the fantastic conference room delivering virtually within the building because, you know, it, it began to become very apparent that we should distance one another. Uh, so I, I think that was a foreshadowing of then the next day when, you know, as, as you, you can surmise, we did, we transitioned to being completely remote and completely virtual as an entire organization. I think the preparation that we would have done for that was really um, very clear communication very clear, what are your requirements? Uh, there was a, a pretty immediate, think of it as a survey or, or uh, a, an information gathering about the kinds of equipment we needed, video, audio, uh, extra monitors and all of that, right? We had all of that. And, and yet, you know, from that moment of, of learning all of that to the transition to working remotely, it was pretty seamless, uh, if not the backdrop of scary. Yeah. So over the past couple of months, what's what's been some of the successes and challenges that that you've seen with you and and with your workforce being remote? I think that our challenges, which we've met, but again, there's still a challenge that you you just have to be very aware of. So we have a lot of individuals who are, you know, alone. And I don't mean that in in any kind of lonely sense. It's more that they, you know, they live alone. And uh, they live maybe in smaller confines of an apartment or something such as that. And so one of the, it's not even a challenge, it's one of the caring outreaches that we've done is just to make sure all of those folks are connected. And so our meetings became a little shorter, but more frequent. And our caring of every individual became greater, uh, being more connected with them, being more aware, you know, how are they doing? Did they need anything? Um, All of the the like. That's interesting. I had a a side conversation with a guest a couple of episodes ago where he said one of his colleagues had mentioned that the companies where they had the technology established and were ready to go were able to spend more time on the people rather than the technology. And it sounds like you fell into that boat. I, uh, we absolutely did. We were, again, that transition was very seamless. I think what's also going to be fascinating, you know, thinking ahead a bit, Greg, is that we have an office downtown Chicago, but we were building out a new office downtown Chicago. So let's just say that as the offices open back up, the Chicago main office, it will be a whole different place. Mm-hmm. It, like literally and figuratively, right? <laughs> because we'll we'll have already moved while, well, really none of us have been there. So that's going to be kind of interesting. <laughs> well, well, speaking of interesting, you did a rather ambitious virtual conference <laughs> within a month of everything shutting down. Yes. And it was the um, 
Changing Lawyer Live. The Changing Lawyer Live. Thanks. Which I should remember, I was actually on one of the panels there. And so I saw a little bit behind the the background on that because you were kind of the person holding my hand um, virtually to to say, okay, be on the call at this time. And, you know, here's, here's the transition. How did that go? Greg, it went really well. We had 275 people register. And when they registered, they gave a donation, which we took and we also matched, our CEO matched. Uh, we raised $10,000 for the CDC Foundation. Uh, so it was a nominal $25 to come. 275 people were with us for that day. And we had a vast majority of those staying throughout the whole entire day. I mean, I think that was one of our our thoughts was it'd be kind of like a a, a London hop on hop off bus, you know, <laughs> but people pretty much, you know, stayed uh, for and we kept them engaged for the whole day. And I, I attribute that to some very clever programming uh, that our marketing team and my colleague Alma and, and Haley uh, what they did was they wanted to create, think of them as breaks, but they were substantive mm-hmm. and interesting. And so it was that whole kind of television thing where you just kind of keep people, you know, sticking around. Um, and so uh, I also thought the duration of each of the episodes, uh, the little, the, the actual sessions and conversations was perfect. And we had very few technical glitches. Mm-hmm. That's not to say we weren't all on the edges of our seats about that, yeah. but you know, we had very few. And so I think that the thing we came away from it with is aside from having created a, a really great community of people who attended and participated um, and engagement as well, and a lot of great knowledge that was shared, I think the other thing that we learned is that it's possible. Yeah. Right? It's possible. Well, in addition to this, you also are doing a daily Latera TV. So can you explain to me what, what is covered in that? Absolutely. So, Greg, you know, I was mentioning earlier about how we, we all miss uh, seeing and engaging with our clients. And so one of the things that we realized is not everyone within Latera does a lot of the traveling. And so why not let everyone meet everyone? Uh, and so every single day, Monday through Friday, we broadcast for two full hours a day from uh, 10 o'clock to noon central daylight time. And what's happening is that every single team from our developers to our customer success folks to our customer support people, the evangelist team uh, that Alma and I are on, and we broadcast our own series so uh, it's fantastic because we bring folks in to talk about various topics like technology adoption, the business of law, knowledge management, litigation. Uh, we even have brought in folks speaking all about wellness and nutrition and all sorts of things. So we are continuing Latera TV uh, well into June, as it now looks. Excellent. So uh, how is that being received, I would say, both internally and externally? It is being well-received because we are bringing folks topics that they want to hear about. They can have us on in the background, right? Nobody has to schedule anything. They just drop in. Um, We are taking and live streaming it onto YouTube too, Greg. And then all of the recordings of that we're making available there. So if you miss an episode, you can go back and wind through it. So it's a uh, a nice way to meet all of Latera. 
But more importantly, it's a nice way to connect with the community. That's the most important thing. Very fun. Yeah, it sounds sounds like fun. Well, what do you think this means long term? What what are going to be some of the effects of the pandemic, of the social isolation, the social distancing, and just the changes in how people expect to work? How how do you see this long term, especially in in the legal industry? So I think first, I believe that we are going to see more roles uh, within a law firm working virtually more often. Uh, You know, there were certain roles where it wasn't possible for them to be, right? They always had to be there because that's where the equipment was and there was no, uh, whether it was some kind of a, a labor employment law or some sort of criteria, their hourly employees weren't able to work virtually. And I feel as if a number of those things are going to get sort of factored in and still allow for continued working from home. I equally think, and and Greg, this was one of the aspects of, shall we say, uh, you know, our team's, I guess, realizations, is that we'd all of us on, on occasion, we'd all of us worked from home on certain moments, right? But the thing we had to balance that out was either the going into the office or getting on a plane and going somewhere to meet clients. And I think for us, that absence of being able to physically connect in a client's offices or uh, at other events we might have hosted, I think we've all really missed that. So one thing that I would predict is that we're going to continue to do the things that we've been doing with our customers, uh, reaching out to them and making sure that, you know, they're okay, but also, hey, let's have a virtual lunch. Let's have a virtual happy hour. Um, In fact, we're having one this afternoon, (laughs) Uh, a virtual party. I don't think liquor's involved at all. And (laughs) it's really to just kind of, you know, have a have people bring their friends and bring their relations and and just have kind of a virtual party. So that'll be kind of interesting around a, a topic we've all been watching. Uh, Michael Jordan. You can't be from Chicago without watching the Michael Jordan thing. Yep. So uh, it's all around that topic and some takeaways from that. But there you go. So we'll just continue to have our connectedness, but in a different way. All right. Well, Sherry, thank you very much for taking a few minutes to talk with me. This has been fun. This has been fun, Greg. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks again to Sherry Kappel for joining me today. Remember, we may all be in seclusion, but we're in this together. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can reach out to me on Twitter at at Glambert. In Seclusion is produced by Janice Anderson. The music is from Jerry David DeSicca. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>